Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Grace Out Loud. I'm going to be bringing my co-host in in a moment, Marty Grisham. Hello to everybody watching in the United States and around the world and our moderators and Ark of Grace team. Thank you for doing and helping us do uh, what we do for the Lord. I think this is going to get real interesting today with what we're going to talk about. Um, and and some of the revelation that's going to come forth out of this. So let's get right to it and bring in Marty Grisham. Hello, Marty. I can't hear you. Oh, my goodness. We can't hear Marty. Hey, Amanda, it's okay. Oh, there we go. Marty's back. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But but then he giveth back. Then he giveth back. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you today. You too. You too. Yes. So um, what we'll do is uh, we'll open up in prayer. Yes, let's do that. And then we're going to do caption this and we're going to get into some very interesting stuff, I think, today. I love it. Okay. I think Mar- we can all agree that we need prayer. We, oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I need prayer right now. I need prayer. Um, so if if you want to, Marty. Yes. Oh, hey, let's you. both. Let me, let me kick off and okay. start and then you wrap up the end. Perfect. Today is a double prayer day. Hallelujah. This is a double prayer day, a double anointing. Yes. Father, we thank you. You're good. You're faithful. You're good. We glorify you. We magnify you, Father. There's no one like you. We just uplift your name. We thank you for this time that all of these wonderful people, men and women of God, the remnant, those that are alive unto you, those that are awakened unto you, those that see truth and are able to discern that that's not. Father, we thank you that we're coming together. We're not just coming together in one accord, but we're coming together being bound in Christ by the precious name, the name above every other name, the name of Jesus, and that we're also joined and been dipped together in the blood, the very blood of Jesus that covers and washes away our sins and causes us to walk in unity. So, Father, we thank you. United today, we come together with our hearts open to you and our mouths to be used by you to speak forth and to bring light and revelation and insight from the offices in which we're called unto the body of Christ and to the hearers today. And we thank you for it, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just praise you, your son, Yeshua HaMashiach came to the earth willingly and died for our sins and purchased us by the shedding of his blood, Lord. Father, we honor that before you this day, Father. Lord, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, right now to fill where we are, Father God, that the weight of your glory would fall, that the power of your presence would move, that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus name. Father, dismantle in Jesus name. We we take authority over every work and darkness, iniquity, plot, scheme, contract, assignment. The enemy and his agents would attempt and command to be dismantled, destroyed, disabled, nullified, voided their communication lines, disrupted. And cast back to the dry places, pits, and areas, Lord, you have designated to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return nor have anything sent in its place. Father, we are your vessels. We are mere vessels that you fill. You are the potter. We are merely the clay, Father God. Fill us up today in Jesus' name, Father God. You are the author and finisher of our faith. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. 
Well, Lord. Hallelujah. So we chatted yesterday, and yes. as I sometimes say, where is he? Keep going, Marty. Yeah, yes, what you special guest for caption this? Oh my! Oh Esther. my! Yep. Wow. Okay, go on. Okay. Well, it's time for caption this. I completely forgot about caption this. <laughs> That's like the unpardonable sin in our podcast. So Chester's very excited that he's a part of this caption this today. Chester is one of my favorites. He's in this picture, aren't you? You're in the picture we're going to show. Yes, you are. Okay. Good looking fellow. Okay. Yep. So. Okay. What's going on? Oh, oh my that's, word. That's with Chester. <laughs> I know well, my I, caption this is. What do you think, boy? He's like, I can't even look. He's like, I can't I, even look at this. I, I, let me make this big because I have a little button here that can make this bigger for me. Let me see. Let me really see what's going on. <laughs> so I think I think Chester's got a little Gus envy about his beard. I think it's like he's saying, um, you know, are you copy? Are you a copycat? That's what he's saying. Are you a copycat? <laughs> you copying? You know? it, it it looks like he's almost looking in his ear. So I would say, you have more hair in your ear than I have on my body, and he's shocked that's, about that. That's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> I've been around Gus enough to know that there's some truth in this. Gus is gonna <laughs> laugh at this one. Okay. I don't know if he's gonna laugh or cry, but at the right time. <clears throat> so okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good one. I like that a lot. That's really, I mean, perfect timing. So yeah, it was perfect timing. Yeah. Amen. Okay, Marty. Oh, gumbo is just it. This is like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Remember that game? Except it's well, now gumbo. You know what this is? It's him saying happy birthday week, Amanda Grace. Oh, thank you. Yes, my birthday is it's Saturday, August nineteenth. It is coming up. <laughs> yeah. It is coming up. So thank you for that. Oh, it's a celebration. Gumbo he's, is celebrating. He's so thoughtful. Just so thoughtful. And <laughs> the the art and just, uh, it's just, I well, love that guy. You. I love him. So Thank you. We love Gumbo. We do. <clears throat> yeah. So that was this caption, this for today. <laughs> good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that. So happy birthday in thank two you, days. Buddy. Yes. You'll be 29M. 29 all over again. Yep. yep. 29 uh, O or M or P. You know, yep. once you hit 29, you just start adding letters on each year. So exactly. <clears throat> yeah. It's 29 something. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, anything on your heart that you'd like to share with, uh, share with everyone today? I... Well, you and I had spoken briefly yesterday, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. About Joseph. And the account of Joseph that we find in the book of Genesis. Actually, it's quite a few chapters here. You're going to hear me turn the pages for a minute here. But it's quite a few chapters that starts at chapter 37 in Genesis and goes on from there. Now, there's an interesting veering in the story of Joseph we're going to talk about for a minute. Because this has to do with the nation and as believers what we should be doing. Um, And when we think God has detoured us sometimes, it's really not a detour at all. It's we're really right on track. You may not feel that way sometimes, but we're right on track to be taken where he wants us to go. Um, And the interesting part about Joseph with what we see going on right now, because, you know, we all know the fourth indictment came down. Yes. And the the full weight of the federal government is trying to come down on on, uh, President Trump and his family. And it's interesting because Joseph had all of these brothers who couldn't stand him Hmm. initially 
couldn't stand him. Um, because you know why? Joseph was was a little brazen. He was highly anointed. He was his father's favorite. You know, there were many, there were many psychological Dr. Phil kind of issues here <laughs> that were going on in this family at the time. Um, but Dr. Phil wasn't around. <laughs> So anyway. well, better than Donahue, as long as it's not one of those shows. Oh, Phil. Oh, do you remember that? Oh, my goodness gracious. That was awful. Yeah. So so there was no there was no Donahue. There was there was no Jerry Springer because this looks like almost like a Jerry Springer sort of, you know what I mean? Storyline, yes. what they did. And so basically. Joseph ends up in Egypt. He is sold by his brothers. Reuben actually saves his life. His other brothers were going to kill him. And Reuben saved his life and convinced them just to put him in a pit. And Reuben was going to come back and get him and bring him to his father. Well, when Reuben left for a moment, they sold them to what? The Ishmaelites. Now, why is this interesting, the Ishmaelites? Well, because this all goes back to this Isaac and Ishmael thing. Because Isaac bore Jacob right? Through Rebecca, Jacob, and Esau. And Isaac's brother Ishmael was sent away. So Joseph is a descendant of Isaac. And now the Ishmaelites are coming back into the picture mm -hmm. to take him away in bondage. Wow. To Egypt. Isn't that interesting, right? That, that's interesting. interesting. So when Joseph is sold into slavery, he ends up in Potiphar's house, who's a very prominent man in Egypt. And what happens while he's there? He is accused of a crime he didn't commit. Potiphar's wife thinks Joseph is just all of that and a bag of chips. And Potiphar must not have been a very handsome man. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there in their marriage. But anyway, she liked Joseph. She set her sights on Joseph. And Joseph, because he was a righteous man, he feared Potiphar. He did well for Potiphar. He had his trust, refused. And because he refused to submit to the system she was putting forth, what did she do? She accused him of sexual assault. She wow. accuses him of this. Isn't this interesting? This is the Very crime. Interesting. <laughs> this is the crime he's accused of. Now, was he there with her? Yes. Did he do what they said he did? No. So he gets, that's when he finds himself where? In prison. And we're going into the year 5784. <laughs> and after doing some digging, the year 5784 has to be with has to do with the with the doors, the prison doors being opened to Joseph. And Joseph being brought back and elevated to where he was when he was wow. brought out of prison, stood before Pharaoh, interpreted the dream because the Lord had given him a gift for that and became second in command to all of Egypt. So I, I find the similarities to the, to the account of Joseph right now. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's very, it's very interesting. And I don't know if on your show I've shared before, mm -hmm. um, but I think today's a good day to do it. Okay. I don't know if I've shared before. And if, if I have, it has been a long time because we've done a lot of uh, grace out loud together. Um, the, the um, revelation that the Lord gave me concerning president Trump. Okay. I was praying one day mm -hmm. and the Lord kind of caught me up in the spirit. And I had a little bit of a vision, a little bit of a, a time where he began to talk to me. And in that the Lord began to speak to me and he said these words, I want you to pray concerning president Trump. Here's the two words, 
divine intervention. Mm. The Lord said, I want you to pray divine intervention. Mm -hmm. Now, before we go any further, let's talk about the office of a prophet for a second, Mm -hmm. because it's very important because, you know, you're familiar with the office. I'm familiar Mm -hmm. with the office. Many of our listeners are. It is a revelatory office. It many times Mm -hmm. is used of the five. It's used a lot of God to bring something into the body of Christ that's lacking. Revelation, Mm -hmm. insight, a direction needed for the body to turn and realign is missing. And so many, many, many times, I would say in just my opinion, above the other four offices, the office of a prophet many times is that office that he'll use to bring insight into something to make alignments and corrections. Many have turned against this president. Many in the body of Christ, I believe, have not heard the heart and the mind of God and not been sensitive to the heart and the mind and the very heartbeat of the of, of God concerning this situation. And they have walked away from I, what I believe the Lord is saying concerning the man the call upon him for this hour. And when I mean hour, I don't mean a year or even an election cycle. I mean a section of time where he has a divine call upon him to help this nation. And in turn, that does help the body of Christ. So I believe from that office, the Lord dealt with me and said these words to me. I want you to pray as I would lead others. I want you to pray for divine intervention for this situation. And so we see, I mean, as we get further into this type and shadow uh, of how interesting it is that Joseph and this such a perfect type and shadow, he said, but I want you to pray three things. I want you to pray that he is surrounded by the right people I want to, to help in this divine intervention. Mm-hmm. I want you to pray that the timing of the divine intervention is it, it happens at the right time. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's something to take place that would cause the divine interaction, the divine inter- intervention to kick mm-hmm. into gear. Yeah. So I want you to pray that he's surrounded by the right people, that the right time is connected, and that the way to implement and start the divine intervention is done the right way. Mm-hmm. I would say I mean, God is mysterious and he, he knows tomorrow's. I would like to say and believe that we are soon in the day of divine intervention. If there ever is going to be a divine intervention, we're getting closer to those hours. Now I'm not trying to make some, some prophetic prophecy about tomorrow's. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I know what he said to me, how we're to pray. Now, see, that's the, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to focus on praying this, that we're giving God access to do what he wants to do. So I just want to throw this in there at the beginning of the show to say that we're on the same page and we're on we're this type and shadow Mm -hmm. that you're seeing. I believe it's coming out to you for the body of Christ to, to bring about this point. Well, all glory be to God. Praise God, because the Lord started dealing with me about this a couple of weeks ago. And I started researching about 5784, you know, and realizing the similarities uh, going on here. There's an interesting veer, though, in the story of Joseph that has something to do with now also. And it's Genesis chapter 38. This happens verses 28 through 29. So I'm going to set the scene here for this because um, Tamar 
who married one of Judah's sons. Uh, the son did something horrible because the Lord struck him dead. So something happened. So then Judah gives his next son and the next son doesn't want to um, cause her to get pregnant. So he does something he shouldn't and the Lord strikes him down too. So now he's got one son left, Judah, and he's like, oh, you have to wait till my son grows up now and then I'll give you to him. And so time passed, the son grows up, Judah never fulfills this, this apparently this, this type of law they have at that time um, in the Jewish faith. And so Tamar ends up tricking Judah as a acting as a prostitute, which is interesting, tricking Judah, right? To become, to become pregnant because he never gave the son. So, but the interesting part comes in the delivery. This is where I want to focus. I'm just setting the stage for what led up to this, but the delivery, she's got twins. She's pregnant with twins at this point. And it's very interesting. This veers from the story of Joseph for a minute to talk about this. Um, and then goes right back to Joseph. And in verse uh, 28 through 29, it says, and when she was in labor, one baby put out his hand and the midwife took his hand and tied a scarlet thread on it, saying this one was born first. But he pulled back his hand and his brother was born first. And she said, what a breach you have made for yourself to be the firstborn. So he was named Perez, which means to breach and break forth. Wow. So it looked like one thing was going to happen. And that that one had the scarlet thread tied around it. That was that one was going to be the forerunner. And then suddenly it was pulled back. And Perez, which means to breach, to break forth, is born first. Wow. And it's interesting because when I saw this, I had been saying uh, in multiple broadcasts how the that that the Lord has to turn the breach. They're trying to cause a breach birth. They're trying to cause, you know, a birth and push it forth that shouldn't be. And the Lord has to turn the breach. So in the middle of the story of Joseph, this story about this breach and Perez is, is, is inserted in the middle of it. Hmm. So where are we in that time frame? Where are we in that? Well, next year in 2024, this is where it, it, it gets interesting. Now, two weeks before Passover next year, mm -hmm. all of America is going to have a total eclipse. Wow. It, it is a sign in the heavenlies that is happening. I have done broadcasts on this where if you track the eclipses over the past seven years, the two full ones that happened <laughs> January 2017 when Trump took office, um, October is a partial of 2023, and then you have April of 2024. And when you track it across the nation, it makes the Hebrew letter Aleph, which stands for the revelation and power of God. And so when we're tracking this for 2024 and we see this, this is the urgency. This is the year where the breach has to turn. This is the year. This is it where the breach has to turn. And it's interesting. An eclipse is happening. A full eclipse across America in the election year. In the middle of all of this, in the middle of the indictments, in the middle of what you see with this, this Twitter change to X, in the middle of all of these strange things you're seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
um, you know, certain certain uh, cults that that have had a, a certain grip on certain parts of Hollywood and America teetering on falling. So yeah. you see this all happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been doing a series and, um, you know, with Lama Prayer on our show, uh, uh, my morning series, I've been doing a series called Follow the Leader. Mm-hmm. And I've been going through, and I think I've done nine days as I just finished it just an hour ago for this morning or or actually just early, early this morning, um, hours ago. But as we have been going through all the ways that God leads us, as we do that, I've been just more and more excited about the different ways he leads us. The first way he leads us is called the inward witness, where he just makes something seem right on the inside. We've been talking about that. The second way he leads us spiritually. Obviously, we're setting the word of God aside because he always talks to us through the word of God. The second way he leads us is called the conscience, that still small voice on the inside. The third way is the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And the fourth way we just covered this uh, early this morning is visions and revelations. And we've talked about prophecy and prophets and fleeces and doors and a bunch of different things. But the one thing I've been talking about a little bit lately is sometimes God always wants to lead us spiritually because he's placed himself in us. But sometimes to really make a point, he'll do a sign. Sometimes, like there was a time years ago, I wasn't walking with God and I was going to take a job and go to another city. And God is endeavoring to lead me with my spirit on the inside, but I'm not listening because I'm not Mm -hmm. living close with him. And he actually made me feel really physically sick. Now he didn't bring sickness. Mm -hmm. I had just such a yucky, just such a yucky that he was leading me and and kind of prompting Mm -hmm. me to listen to him. And it worked. It kept me from moving to um, that city and the, and the, and the business shut down three months later. And I'm like, wow. And I, it dawned on me, God, you dealt with me in a pretty strong way there. And so eclipses, you know, in Matthew 24, 29, but immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give us, give its light. Stars will fall mm-hmm. from the sky. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. There are signs in the earth. There are yeah. signs. I mean, the rainbow, it was given as a sign. It was given as an outward, natural expression, expressing the, the, the covenant, Yeah, the covenant of God, yeah. expressing the heart of God and the love of God to mankind. He did yeah. an outward sign. And so there are times, but the interesting point I'm just, just been touching on a little bit is when he does an outward sign, it's because it's needed. It's needed. Amen. That's right. Because mankind and much Mm -hmm. of the church and mankind has gotten so numb spiritually to him, just prompting and, and spiritually positioning them. Sometimes he just lets a sign come to wake them up. I, I fully believe that I, the Lord still, still moves with signs and signs in the heavens and things. You're absolutely right. When it's needed right now, because of things going on, it's needed. Yeah. It is needed, I believe, for the people of God to to be able to stand firm in their faith yes, um, and sure. and 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 move forward in in the power and authority God has given us through Christ Jesus in yeah. this hour. God is positioning us to be the standard in this hour. 
Come on. That's we it. are positioned for it right now. Yeah. He is literally pushing us with pressure into that position. <laughs> and you know yeah. what's happening? Part of the church don't want to be the standard. <laughs> they don't want to be the standard. They want to align with the world. Yeah. They want hmm. to align with the world standards. In this hour, those parts will break off. They will. They will break off. Because God is pushing and pressuring his people and allowing it in order to move them to the forefront, to be the standard in this hour, to be the voice crying into in the wilderness, to be the prophetic insight, to speak yeah. the word of the Lord, to go forth because people see what's going on and people that aren't anchored in the Lord right now. Yeah, there's there are shakings going on all over the earth right now. Some at the hands of corrupt men. Yeah. And some that God are literally allowing in the earth and in the heavenlies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just had the new Mission Impossible movie come out. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not like, you know, I, I like action movies. And when it comes to action movies over the last 20 years, the Mission Impossible movies, I watch them because there's not a whole lot of bad, not a whole lot of foul language. It's not a whole yeah. lot. It's just guns and shoot them and espionage and stuff like that. And so that I can handle that pretty well. But the word mission impossible comes up to me because, you know, Vidar, our, our friend, you do a show. With Vidar. Vidar was here, actually. Vidar stopped by. He was preaching. No um, way. Near White Plains, New York. And he said, can I come up? So he came up That's and cool. spent some time with us here. That's so cool. Oh, Cyrus loved him. Oh, oh Cyrus so absolutely loved Vidar. Yeah, well, he's a close friend of mine for I don't know, close to twelve to fifteen years. Yeah, and uh, you know, when we, whenever he is stationed here in Tulsa, we pray together every week, and That's we we have a good friendship. But he said something to me about a year and a half ago. He looked at me one morning. We finished praying. He looked at me and said, "Marty, you know how he's just really smart and his his mind's in a whole other place." And he's like, "Marty, we're designed for the impossible." If we wake up in the morning and an impossible is not sitting in front of us, then we don't even have a plan for the day. We supposed to embrace the impossible things of God. Mm -hmm. We're designed by faith to be able to do that. So Amanda, can challenging times come? Can it seem to be impossible times come? Can it seem to be dark times come? Well, I'm loving the show today because the Holy Spirit prompted me to a scripture a while ago. It is in John 14, 26. Mm -hmm. But the comforter, I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit said to me. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, we call him the ghost with the most, mm -hmm. not like Nixon. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. The ghost with the most, whom the Father will send in my name, huh? he will teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. Now, going back to the front of the scripture, but the comforter, stop. That's my point right there. The Holy Spirit quickened me a minute ago and said, I'm the comforter. You may find yourself in uncomfortable times, but if you stay with me, you'll be comfortable. Uncomfortable times may come, but we are not to glean comfort from our surroundings. We're to draw it from the helper who's been given to us. So. What Vidar said to me that day about the impossibles, what we're called to, we don't even come unto ourselves. We don't even reach our finest moment or hour or day or week or year until things are extremely impossible. Then 
we rise up with faith. We rise up with our trust and our eyes upon him. We rise up with a comforting Holy Spirit right in the middle of the most uncomfortable hour. We're just sitting back in his presence in peace. We're, we're designed for these days. So I say all that to say, don't be afraid. Don't Amen. be worried. Don't be in fear about what tomorrow brings because we know who holds tomorrow. We have a comforter on the inside. You and I and all of our, all of our family, your Ark of Grace family, Loudmouth Prayer family, we are right now called to just keep developing our relationship with the Holy Spirit, the comforter. That's right. Amen. Yeah. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. And many times uh, people don't want to necessarily uh, listen to his direction. Yeah. And so the Lord sometimes has to get a little more forceful about it. Yes. Uh, because we're not necessarily listening, but he is there to yeah. sort of nudge us and push us and navigate us. Uh, through the path that we are supposed to be on with the Lord. Uh, and so the Holy Spirit right now should be a very loud, prominent voice in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because our surroundings are going to get louder. Yeah. Our surroundings, yeah, mm -hmm. our surroundings are going to scream at us pressure, challenge. You're not going to have what you need. Famines, wars, rumors of wars, pestilences, man against man, brother against brother, family turning away from you. All of these things we now spend this moment right now developing his voice, developing his leading developing our consciousness that he's with us. We're with him. We flow, we move, knowing how to pray with him. Romans 8, 26. And likewise, he, the spirit of God will give us how we should pray. Well, that's based upon us learning how to pray with him, learning how to hear him during those times of prayer, because he'll show us how to pray for as we ought. We can pray and intercede. That intercession is coming up out of us with groanings that can't be uttered, with groanings that can be uttered. Literally, intercession isn't just groanings that can't be uttered. It's also all the things you can utter. It's just prompted by him, that intercession. But learning to pray in, in our relation with him and that closeness, that oneness. We've been made in union with the Holy Spirit, just developing that relationship right now is where we're supposed to be doing. Because as things get more uncomfortable, we'll be more familiar with the comforter. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, and you you need to learn it's it when everything is quiet and still, it's easier to hear the Lord. Yeah. But in the middle of this, you have to learn yeah. and be sharpened to hear the Lord's instruction through the noise and know it's him. The enemy's making a lot of noise right now. He is scared. He is frantic. This is why you see all this happening at once. He's got some big interests that are set to fall, yeah. that are teetering on falling right now. Yeah. And so he's making a lot of noise and confusion. And he's going to put a lot of falsehoods out there that sound like the truth. You need to be able to hear God through the noise and know it's him yeah. and, and stop you in the middle of the noise yeah. where you hear him. 
That's the key right now. You have to hear him through all of that. Nothing is going to be perfect, uh, you know, uh, circumstances uh, all the time. Rarely do we get perfect circumstances. So we have to learn to hear God who is perfect and holy in the imperfect. Yeah. And know it's him. Yeah. The promises of God are just, uh, he just injected them all in his word. I mean, they're just Mm -hmm. full. The Bible, the precious word of God is just so full of the promises of God. Sometimes, Amanda, we'll go through the word and we'll go through life and we won't see that there's a, actually a promise that's a promise. And one of the promises is that I, I, I fell upon that 15, 20 years ago, that this wasn't just a scripture telling me about something. It was an actual promise I could believe in. And it's in John 16, 13. Howbeit, I'm reading the King James, howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, that's the comforter, right? That's the Holy Ghost, ghost with the most. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth has come, well, we know he's come right now. He's with us. He will guide you into all truth. So that's that's a staple promise. We can lean on him. When I say lean, imagine that you've had a long day. Mm-hmm. You've been on your feet. You've been in the garden. You've been mowing the yard. Chris is cutting trees with a chainsaw. No telling what's taking place, Amanda. There's just no telling out of Ark of Grace Ranch where everybody's got a cowboy hat and got a horse. I'm telling you, Ark of Grace Ranch, y'all come back now here. Well, so, well, well, pray for Gus because right now he's helping Chris install doors at the other property. So pray for Gus. Pray for Chris. Yeah, Go on, Marty. Pray for Gus. Yeah. <laughs> we need to send Chester over to monitor those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know what I was saying. So um, what was I saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, Marty. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, So the Holy Spirit, it says he will guide you into all truth. So this is a promise. Mm -hmm. This is something that you can rely on. So I was going to say, imagine you've had a long day of work. You get home, you walk in the house, something's taking place in the kitchen and there's a wall and you just lean against the wall. This happened to me the other day. I felt myself just leaning on a wall. I'm like, I'm so physically tired. I just have to put the weight of my moment on this wall. Well, the Holy Spirit's the one we lean on. And we can lean on this scripture. And the moment you need it the most, you just lean and put the full weight of the moment on this scripture that he is going to lead you into truth. Now, then it goes on to say, he speaks not of himself, but whatsoever he hears that he speaks. And then the last of this John 16, 13 says, and he will show you, show you, reveal to you, open your eyes, make clear to you, make known to you things to come. Yes, We can lean on that for our tomorrows. The uncertainty of tomorrow, the Matthew 24, you know, our friend Clay Clark, you know, the one scripture that became rocket fuel in Clay Clark, the rocket unto the moon, rock. <laughs> Rocket clay exploded when he fell into the revelation of Matthew 24. Matthew 24 and the challenging times of wars, rumors of wars, mm-hmm. darkness, pestilences, all, all of this stuff, That's that fueled clay for about a year. That was his scripture that he, because he woke up to, holy moly, we've got, we are asleep. We are yeah. not ready for Matthew 24. This John 16, 13 mm-hmm. gets you ready for anything that comes your way because you can just lean on him and expect him 
to show you things to come. Expect him to lead you and guide you and comfort you in the, in the darkest moment in the most challenging time. Dollar bill collapses. No fear. No worry. Doesn't matter. We've, we've got him. He's our comforter, not the surroundings, but him. We can lean on him. He can show us today what we need to do today because he sees tomorrow. Amen. And I I will say this. God is not subject to our man-made systems, to our economic systems, to our worldly systems, to our cash systems, to our corporate systems or anybody else in anything else in the earth, because he's far above that, far above every power, principality and might. He does not need a thriving economy, a thriving dollar, a thriving stock market, a thriving real estate market. He doesn't need any of that to bless you, increase you, provide for you. Look at what happened with Elijah, with the woman and her son. And it was famine and there was one meal left and they were going to eat it and die. And what did she do? She broke a piece off. She made the cake. She gave it to Elijah. She kept having resources through all of the famine in the middle of nothingness. The Lord provided over and above for her. Yeah. That they ate and they were cared for through that entire time. What he did with Joseph, having Joseph prepared, saved not only Egypt, saved Joseph's own people, saved Joseph's own people. The Lord does not need a thriving economy to bless you. In fact, it's more of a sign and a wonder if he does it with you in the middle of tumult, in the middle of a difficult economy, in the middle of inflation. And people have to start expecting that of God. They have to hold him to his word. And he says, you have not because you ask not. In the book of Hebrews, it says, you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rewarder of those who diligently, consistently, fervently, passionately seek him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This morning, my show uh, uh, from this morning, I taught on visions and revelations, that it is one of the way that God speaks to us. I know your eyebrow went, woo. Yeah, you can go back and listen to it, take notes. I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) a little eyebrow went up. Taught on rep, and, and you know, honestly, Amanda, I could, any of us, we could go weeks on this topic. So I just jumped in just to talk about how it is scriptural that God can lead us that way. Um, so I say that to say about four or five weeks ago, I had a little vision mm-hmm. and I'm praying and I got caught in the spirit and I saw the ark knows Noah's ark. Mm-hmm. Now I got to tell you something, Noah's ark. I'm telling you, I've seen it a few times um, in the realm of the spirit. And this was one of the most, the times it impressed me the most because I saw the door of the ark lowering and it was halfway down when I saw it lowering and lowering. And I had this vision and it was lowering and the Lord began to talk with me about Noah and the days of Noah. He began to talk to me about the days coming. And I'm saying what I'm saying to you by the Holy Ghost, because this is actually a really good show today because the Holy Ghost keeps just really giving me like what he wants said today. Um, I think we should do double prayer every, every show. I think we should. (laughs) Yeah. I think double prayer is good. Um, I saw the ark lowering and the Lord began to talk to me about the days coming. Mm -hmm. And then he talked to me a little while. And then I looked back over at the ark and the door was down. And in my mind, my mind said, the door's down. It would be time 
in Noah's day for the animals to walk up two by two. Mm -hmm. And my mind said, but there's no animals to walk up. And I looked unto the door, the, the, the ramp. Mm -hmm. And it was nation holding hand of nation walking up two by two. Mm. And I have the Holy ghost on me from the office of a prophet to say this president, Donald Trump is called to usher in and help other nations into that ark. As Joe, as Joseph saved nations, so is the call upon him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's a wonderful visual, but yes, Joseph saved multiple nations that had to come together. Yes. Because the, the Jewish people, they had to come over to Egypt first to get resources. And then Joseph moved them over to Egypt and nation joined with nation in order to save their people. And Joseph, when he was brought out of prison and went before Pharaoh and interpreted that dream and Pharaoh put his ring on Joseph's finger and he was second in command in all of Egypt, in all of Egypt, it was to deliver the people from famine. Joseph was put into that position to deliver the people from a famine. Now, in our nation, could that have to do with food? Yes, it could at some point, but it could have to do also with spiritual famine, Mm. famine in the school system, Mm. famine with the youth, Mm. famine when it comes, you know, when it comes to the family unit, famine when it comes to the, to the, to the covenant of our nation and what we're really supposed to be doing. So, so famine could mean a lot of different things here that the people need to be sustained and delivered from and weathered through because Joseph was there to get them through that. They were going to have to walk through that. There was no, there was no going around it, but Joseph was positioned to get them through it, to get them through a very difficult time. But Joseph finds himself in a position that might be seen by some as a position of weakness, but really the Lord was positioning him and setting him up to meet the cupbearer who would go back before Pharaoh, who would mention Joseph when Joseph had the dream. So it looked like he was in prison and he was captive and it was over. And the Lord had really allowed certain things to happen to position him, to bring him out, to fulfill his total call on his life. To finish what God started in his life. Yeah. The Lord has started something in the lives of President Trump and especially one of his sons. Yeah. Mm. The Lord finishes what he starts. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the corrupt think, what they do, what they <clears throat> try to do. The Lord finishes what he starts. And the work he began, he will see it to its completion. One way or another. He will see it to its completion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So I'd say a year and a half ago, maybe or so, um, I had a dream that we were at the reawaken. And there was a demonic spirit there that came to take the lives of some of the leaders of the reawaken. And when I had that dream, I took authority and I took care of that situation in the dream, in that night vision. 
And then I woke only to find that spirit hanging out there in my bedroom at two o'clock in the morning. Mm. And uh, so I woke Jenny and we uh, kicked butt, didn't take names and sent him packing. And so, but when that fellow left the presence of God and just the the deep office just settled upon me Mm -hmm. and we had about an hour and 20 minutes of just this really glorious, interesting time where the Lord was speaking to us about many yeah. different things, the call of God on our lives, mm-hmm. different stuff, stuff in the nation. <clears throat> and there were moments in time in this dance with the Holy spirit of this prophetic movement. There were times where he was talking a whole lot. And there were times where he would allow me to ask a question. And so there was a pause from him. And so I just said, what about the famine in the land? See, when you get in the spirit, Amanda, you know, you've been there when you get in and we want the hearers to know this because we want them to get this too. This is meant for them too. You know, when you get in the spirit, there'll be those times where he'll just stop talking and you just feel like, Ooh, the door's open to ask a question, jump in on it quick. I jumped in and said, what about the famine in the land? Is there a famine coming? And this was his response word for word. The famine coming in the land will not leave until the famine in the church is taken care of. Wow. See? Wow, wow, wow. We've Mm -hmm. been having a spiritual deficit. We've been having a spiritual famine. A lot of people are like, I love the word. I love the word. I love the word of God so much. But they've walked away from the flow and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. If you are a word person and not a spirit person too, you're only eating half of the fruit. There's more for you. It is a balance of the precious spirit of God and the beautifully written, insightful, powerful, living Word of God, where the two together make us complete in our relation and our life with Him. You don't just, and then some, if they would take only the Spirit, they'll get off too far that way. They need the balance of the Word, the foundation. The Word comes first, the Spirit comes second, but many have run with the Word and forgotten the Spirit. They don't allow the Holy Spirit in their services. Oh, but they're preaching the Word all the time. There's a spiritual deficit, a spiritual famine in the church today. I'm going to just show up and I'm just going to give you all the 12 points of my sweet little sermon. And the Holy Spirit is not even invited in the place. You wouldn't even know him. You're so, not only are you right on with this, but they have welcomed the serpent and I'm going to call it a Uh serpent and I'm going to tell you why. And we're going to, the serpent of wokeism, Uh which involves perversion, which involves twisted doctrine, which, you know, involves enabling the servant, the serpent of wokeism. And they are making the same mistake that was made at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because what did the serpent say to Eve? Oh, if you eat of it, you will not die, but your eyes will be opened. You'll be woke. And you will become like God, knowing good from evil. Wow. It is the same bill of goods packaged into something called wokeism. Mm. And the church has taken a bite of it. Mm. 
And now they're handing it over, that piece of fruit, to their congregants and going, oh, eat of it, it's fine. You'll be awake then. You know, you'll, you'll be more tolerant then. You'll be this. But the serpent of wokeism coils around and completely constricts and ensnares till it has the leaders unable to move and the congregants completely disarm and stripped of the power God has given them through Christ Jesus. Wow. One of, um, one of our friends, our followers, Ray from California. Mm -hmm. Hi, Ray. Uh, he sent me, actually, I think this is it right here. Yeah, this is him. He sent me a pretty long letter and he shares with me. Sometimes he'll get visions and stuff. And he shared with me recently that he, um, concerning <clears throat> the abortion and all this stuff over the years, he would spend years praying about it. He said the Lord gave him a vision and he saw pastors sitting at their pulpit and beside them was the enemy feeding them the message. And part of the message he fed them was stay away from that topic. And then he said, then he had another vision where I believe it was, he saw literally the enemy was standing between the congregation and the minister. That's 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 exactly what you're talking about. Wow. A, a serpent squeezes blood and life. Mm -hmm. Cuts off blood flow and cuts right. off airflow. The blood of Jesus can't do its job and the wind of the Holy Spirit, the air can't do its job. Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, it's all being stopped from allowing the church to rise up, take its place yeah. and Put Joseph back in, in charge. Put Joseph back. That that that's it. That that's the uh that's the uh what we're gonna say it the banner for uh twenty twenty into twenty twenty four. Yeah. Put Joseph back. Put him back. Yeah. Open the, the grace, prison doors, put him back. The grace and the anointing is where it is. The grace mm -hmm. and the anointing. It has nothing to do without someone looking like a holy pastor. You must be pure and holy, Amanda, to be in that seat. No, no. The call of God is the call of God. You don't pick the man or the woman. He does. Amen. And if you think you can understand his criteria, get over yourself. That's pride. You're so right about that because God searches the innermost parts of the heart to yes. pick, not the outward appearance. We learned yeah. this in the account with Samuel and David and his brothers yeah. when he went to Jesse and Samuel thought all of these handsome men yeah. that were Jesse's sons were the ones that were fit to lead because of their outward appearance. The Lord was not looking at that. He was looking at the heart, the innermost parts of the yeah. heart, the motive, the, yeah. and David when he was searched, was found to be worthy. Not because of his outward appearance, but because of what was going on in here that only God could judge and see. And that's how the Lord <clears throat> picks leadership. And a lot of people want to armchair quarterback and say, well, I don't agree with this one <laughs> being picked, or I don't like how this one does this, you know, or I don't like this. Then you take it up with the Lord. Yeah. You take it up with the Lord. <laughs> He raised them up. You take it up with the Lord. He's got his reasons. And many times we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, what those reasons are. I'm from Louisiana, Amanda. Mm -hmm. And you're from New York. And I mean, the two states probably are identical. 
not. Okay, so, but from Louisiana, bad joke. From Louisiana, we have swamps. And about a half a mile behind me was a bayou. (laughs) And we would go down the bayou and we'd fish and we'd swim. And there at times, the swamp bayou would be really thick and hard to maneuver in. And you talk about cottonmouths, moccasins, occasionally, because we're in, we were in northern Louisiana, so we didn't have tons of gators. But, yes, there were gators up to 12, 10 feet, 8 feet. We used to ski, and there was a 10-foot one, 8-foot one in the water. You know, so, you know, um, there's dangers out there. There's a lot of dangers out there. And the further you go in the swamp, the bigger the dangers are. Not anyone goes into the deep swamp. Joseph is called. To not just go in the swamp, but to change the swamp. You know what I'm saying? The yes. the call, the mantle, um, just just the mere nitty gritty of someone having a fight in them is who you have to choose to go down deep in the swamp, and that's what's happened. And so the swamp kicks back and fights back. That's why we're supposed to support the ones that go in the swamp. We're supposed to cover them with prayer. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now I have to talk about this dream and I have never talked about this dream publicly. Uh Oh, get it. But I had this dream about two weeks ago. Okay. I have it marked down and I was in water. There was a stone wall and there was water up to my chest and it was swampy and there was weird little fish in it. Um, and it was dark and cloudy and murky to my right. Now this is interesting because this dream ties everything together. We're talking about, there was an enormous cow (laughs) in that water getting fat off of that swamp water, Mm. kept drinking it and getting real healthy and big off of it. And somebody was with me and I couldn't see who they were, but they were with me. And I had noticed the cow and I'm going to myself, what is this cow doing drinking this awful water? But it looks so healthy drinking this awful water. And I knew the water had to be cleared up. I knew we couldn't stay in this. Suddenly the cow is disappeared, vaporized, removed. The cow is removed and the water turns crystal clear. And in a moment, completely clears up the murkiness, the junk, the, 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 you know, the, the, the stuff that was floating on top, it clears up and I could see straight to the bottom where there was this beautiful mosaic on the bottom of this body of water. Hmm. And that was the dream. Wow. Could you see, was there any detail about the mosaic? Um, I remember seeing blues and gold colors in the mosaic. Um, I, I didn't see exactly what it created, um, but the water was crystal clear. You, you, you could see right to the bottom of it. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was so what or who or what corporation or nation is the cow? What do you think? I'm not going to venture into that one. You're um, not I, venturing in. I think you've got some ideas, which you know you probably don't have to say. But, <clears throat> um, what do you think? Well, 
if we look at nations, so if 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 you look at nations um, having to do with cows, right? Yeah. You get okay. So okay, it ties to the story yeah, of Joseph right. with Egypt. Yeah, yeah. The healthy cows and the you know and the, and the unhealthy cows. India also holds cows yeah. in very high regard. They're considered almost holy. That's why I think where we get the term holy cow from. I'm not even kidding you. Oh wow. Is that interesting concept right I, I one day that just came into my head and i'm like oh my goodness i think this is where this comes from um the cow could also represent um in our nation a branch of government that has been getting very big and fat off of the off of the swamp. Yeah. Hmm. Off of the swamp. Yeah. Wow. So um, I'm still praying about this, but when I was hearing you say these different things, and then we're talking about Joseph, I'm, I'm the, the, the dream in the middle of it just came to me. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it and I'm going to put it out there. And then, you know, we'll see what revelation God gives beyond that. Interesting. Really? Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pray about yeah. that one. Yeah, I'll pray about that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think you're probably going to get more on that too. <clears throat> I pray so because I was like, okay, and I've been sitting on it. There are times with dreams. I said I had a dream about Andrew Tate. I'm still sitting on that I haven't released yet. So, so you know, you know what, Amanda, what Jenny and I, uh, my little sweet pea, you know what we're finding more and more. What. <laughs> You know, we're dreaming. My wife is like a dreaming magnet. She's bringing in dreams from all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're seeing the body of Christ is having lots of dreams. An increase. There is an definitely increase. right now. So when you, so our show is coming to an end, but would you mind just taking a minute and, and when you sit on it, what does that mean to you? Because I think there's okay. a lot of people are like, they're wanting to interpret. What do they do? They're asking, what do we do with this? Okay, so when I say I'm sitting on it, it means I have had it and I am not releasing it immediately. I feel an unction. Okay. I feel an unction from the Lord yeah. to wait a period. Okay. Um, and sometimes as I wait, the Lord gives quite a bit of revelation and that's why that's he wants me to wait. Sometimes it has to do with the timing of it. Like the Tucker Carlson dream, I sat on for two weeks wow. and finally the Lord gave me the unction to release it. And five days later, all of that went down with him and Fox. <clears throat> um, but I had been sitting on it for two weeks, mm. waiting for the appropriate time to release it. So sometimes it has to do with the Lord wanting to give you revelation on it before yeah. you release it. <clears throat> Other times it has to do with the timing of when he wants it released. Good. Really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this morning I talked about dreams in our show this uh, morning. I talked about dreams mm -hmm. out of just my understanding kind of fall into a night vision. So it comes under the vision category, right? Yes. And sometimes they're a little more confusing because your subconscious is whatever, you know, and you're asleep, mm -hmm. yeah. but they kind of fall in the, in the vision category. So vision or dream or whatever, the main purpose of those, I believe is for God to bring information to you, data to you. And he's, he's just choosing to do a little bit of a more of a spectacular way of doing it through a dream or a vision or something. But yeah, so so thank you for sharing because that's mm -hmm. I didn't get in the show this morning enough time to share that point that when we get something from God, I say it that I use this terminology, 
when you have a dream, hold it in your heart, hold it in your heart. You know, like the times that you just come before the Lord and you pray and you're just holding it and you're just kind of bringing it before him to see if he'll talk more about it because he will, he will talk more about it. There's a, now he might choose to wait a little while before he talks about it, but whenever he gives us something that we don't have all the light on, he, he doesn't bring those things to us to just say, Hey, I'm not going to show you what it means. He's bringing them to us to show us what it means, but he's wanting to seize from us a little bit of faith, a little bit of patience, a little Mm -hmm. bit of perseverance, a little bit of a dedication to the fact that the the word says that we can wait before the Lord and renew our strength and we can renew our strength and also get insight and get light and more revelation about the dream or the thing. So I know a lot of your viewers having dreams. So, Hold it in your heart and just bring it before the Lord. He's wanting to show you more about that. Amen. I agree. I agree. Praise God. Very good. Very good. Hey. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, If anyone would like to hear about all this stuff going on with us, just go to loudmouthprayer.org. Oh, and Amanda. Yes. um, We just have uh, one month from yesterday on September the 16th. We have our another our next healing revival here in Tulsa. So you joined us months ago. Yeah, I did. There it is right there. There's me and Pastor Dave, uh, Pastor Dave uh, Fowler. We're all going to have this healing revival again. This is coming up in just about, you know, just about a month from now. Now, the night before we have a Holy Ghost meeting on Friday night. And then uh, actually the one of the the worship leaders that's doing worship for us is texting me right now. And so we have this coming up. And this is actually going to be at Clay Clark's. Thrive Time Headquarters. Oh, that's wonderful. It's going to be really fun. So, yeah, so we have that coming up. It's going to be a great time of healing. And honestly, our whole focus on this one, like all the others, is let's get people healed. Miracle signs, wonders, healings. This is what this is about. If you are needing healing, please come join us. We're going to do everything to just tap into God and mm-hmm. to help you receive what already belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And Um, we're going to throw an invitation to you pretty soon and have you come back and join us as well. Yes, we are working on that, everyone. So when we have that set, we will announce it. We will be doing another one uh, in Oklahoma. So we're working on it. We're working on it. You were going to say, I interrupted you. Sorry about that. No, I don't think I was going to say anything substantial. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) Well, I would just say anyone that would love what we do, because I'm doing a series on prayer and a series on how to follow the Holy Spirit. If you really have those in your heart, just go to loudmouthprayer.org. Mm-hmm. And as you go, you go to the top, you just click on start praying today. That will get you in our system and we okay. will begin begin to shoot you our information and be able to coordinate with you. And I probably will call you on the phone because I do that okay. with everyone. I try to call everyone. I call you on the phone and just introduce ourselves and see if there's any prayer needs that you have where we can join our faith with yours. So praise God. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Marty. Yeah. Good show today. What good revelation you're bringing there. Yep. Praise God. The Joseph thing is is right on. He is. is. Praise God. He's moving. So uh, we'll be back probably in about 10 days or so because Marty and I will be at Reawaken America. We will be doing an event together. Yes. National Prayer and Healing Service. We will be doing that Thursday, August 24th, starting at 545 p.m. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Good time yep, of prayer and healing. And I went ahead and got my booth. I have a booth at this event for the for the two days, and it's wow. right next to your booth. Oh, good. So We're what, neighbors. We, well, we own a little more real estate in case we go to pray for the sick. 
which we're probably going to do. Me and Marty do it at many of the events. Um, so uh, we we are going to really uh, make sure that we can yeah. be available for that with all of you. Spend some so time. And, we, and people like to meet us and just say hi so we can do that. And then mm -hmm. also we get people filled with the spirit. We do. We get uh, people healed right there on the spot. Um, so it's just always, it's really a bar, big part of, of, of your ministries and our yeah, ministry's heart to just bring healing and deliverance to people. Amen. So, Amen. Hey, Amen, Marty. Wonderful. We love you. We appreciate you, love Amanda. You. We love you. Appreciate you and Jenny. Okay. So that concludes Grace Out Loud for today. We pray this minister to you. You got a lot, a lot out of it. Uh, Marty and I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Those of you who are coming. Um, once again, you can go to loudmouthprayer.org for more information. Marty does amazing teachings. He's very anointed to do that. Um, very highly prophetically anointed as well. Uh, and so you can go there for more information. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Chester made his cameo. He left. Uh, and so basically this is where I'm going to end for today. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. We love you. Psalm 91 every single day. I tell everybody I've started saying the Lord's Prayer every day. Jesus gave it to his disciples. We should be doing it as well. So I encourage you to do that. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yes, I'm going to be getting a year older over this weekend on Saturday. And I will see you all next week. God bless. And I have to tell you something. They work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute. And God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board. He is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and, and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. 
So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world, with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless hello everyone it's amanda grace i'm here to talk to you today about reawaken america i have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, who also deals 
in deliverance, and we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find, and you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth. You get a foundation of the Word of God. And you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And people need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And, and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.